the fear, the fear of doing things wrong. That's, that's one of the fears. You know, there's the fear of not having enough, and then there's the fear of doing it wrong. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that there is no right or wrong. There's only you and how you handle your stuff. And yeah, maybe you've made some bad decisions with money in the past. There's not a person on the planet who hasn't made a bad decision with money. I bet you, I bet you money that even Warren Buffett and Tony Robbins have made bad decisions with money that they would be happy to tell you about. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hey you guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me a repeat guest. I brought her on today because I see some of you guys out there, and I think she can help. She is a CPA by trade. She's in the movement world. She's learning how to twerk. She's my accountant, actually. And she's just so generous with her time, her information, and quite frankly, she knows her shit. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend and accountant, Sandy York. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you for coming back. Shante, thank you for having me back on. And I'm laughing so hard over here that you included the twerk in there. (laughs) I had to. That, you know, Sandy, I think what Amanda is doing right now is remarkable. And I saw she like posted in her stories or she posted something and I saw your name and I was like, Sandy's in it. (laughs) She is amazing. I met her on the GMB forums um, Mm, several years ago now and just, you know, fell in love with her immediately. And I'm so excited um, when I see her posting stuff on Instagram. She's super inspirational. She really is. If you guys, uh, or you guys listening, if you follow me on Instagram and you did my Instagram challenge last year, which I'm going to be bringing back this year in a few months, a um, few months, a few, few weeks, uh, we'll do it at the beginning of July, but I reposted her. Uh, she was learning how to twerk and that post is so, so well. Uh, and since then we've just stayed friends. I've worked with her a little bit in the business capacity and she's, she's a great human. So maybe I'll bring her on the podcast. She's got some stuff to say. So it was great to see, uh, the world's colliding and Sandy, <laughs> you being in there, I was like, oh, snap. This is amazing. So you guys listening, I will link the um, first episode that I did with Sandy. But why don't you just give them a quick summary again of who you are and then we'll hop into the reason I brought you on. Okie doke. Well, I am a CPA and I am an old CPA. So I've been doing this for close to 30 years now. Um, But for that entire length of time, I've also been really, I've made my health my hobby, basically. And I've been working out before going to work um, the entire time. Most of that, probably the first 20, I don't know, over 20 years of that was weightlifting. And then within the past six years or so, I fell in love with calisthenics and and learning skills and things. So I've always kind of wanted to bridge those two worlds and never could quite figure out what that would look like. Um, And I went to, I I joined a Facebook group to start with, the P4520, I think is the name of it. And then I went to the Women's Movement Collaborative almost a year ago and kind of figured out a way to put this all together. And so that's what you see on Fit Money Coach on Instagram. It's a brand of mine that speaks to people who are in the health industry, whether you're a trainer or a chiropractor or physical therapist, what have you, any of that, Um, because it seems like everyone in those areas are also into some form of movement. Can you tell the people also what your and maybe it's changed so i'm gonna learn too what your your dream future is 
I think you're you're talking about when I said I wanted to be the friendly face that opened the gym at five o'clock in the yes. morning. Yes. <laughs> like what? Is that still a thing, or would it be like not doing that anymore? You know, I wouldn't turn it down. I I think that would be fun. I don't. It's funny with doing all of the accounting and stuff. I don't mind pushing numbers around on papers and spreadsheets. I do not like handling cash. It seems in my life, everybody, uh. whenever there's a fundraiser, everybody wants me to run the money box or <laughs> you know something like that. And that is my least favorite thing. I'm like super nervous about actually uh. handling, phys handling physical cash. Yeah. So I'd rather be the person in the gym unlocking the door, getting you your clean towels, <laughs> make, I love making it. sure you're greeted by someone peppy and excited to be there that early in the morning. That, that, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, that is... <laughs> I mean, that's remarkable and very possible, obviously, and, and very needed. I would not be there at that time, <laughs> but from the few times that I've either been forced to or for whatever reason had to go that early, that would make a big difference to have someone there that's just like, hey, guys, this doesn't suck so bad. Here's a nice towel. I'd be like, oh, yeah. And, and somebody that can bad. get there and get the dang door open on time. Because yeah, that's what I always exactly. ran into in the days before having electronic entry and whatnot. I'd be sitting in the parking lot waiting for somebody to get there. And they're cutting into my workout time before leaving for work. I love it. I love it. That's Sandy so much. You guys, she's speaking our language. Come on. So, Sandy, one of the, the, the main reason I brought you on, and you guys listening, the main reason I brought Sandy on is because of, clearly, her financial savvy and what is happening right now in the time of Rona. So I think for many people, this has been a huge wake-up call. I am sorry if your business and you're listening to this, it's not going to make it. Um, that's not really what we're here to cover today. What I want to cover is those people or are those people who are going to make it out of this and are like, oh shit, I got to change some stuff up so that if something like this happens again, I am okay. Me personally, I've been fortunate enough to work with Sandy. He had things in place and I have savings. And right now, Rona, it, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to have to scramble. Like, things have actually been really okay. I'm um, really good. So I want that for everyone else. So I have brought on Sandy to talk about a few things, suggest a few things, uh, and then give you her contact information so you can work with her and she can help you out with a few more things. So Sandy, I'm just going to pass the mic to you and, and kind of be a bad host and just say, you want to <laughs> start wherever you want to start? Um, well, I think you hit the nail on the head. You've There's two extremes that you're going to see right now. You've got the businesses that simply aren't going to make it. And then you've got on the complete opposite end, businesses that maybe have felt a little sting but generally are doing okay still. They found ways to do virtual consults and whatnot, and it's, it hasn't been the end of the world. And so it's, it's a really hard uh, audience to speak to because you've got both ends of the, the spectrum. And as a result of that, you know, people may have noticed, the people who follow me on Instagram, I'm not posting as often as I used to. I used to be religious every single day, mm -hmm. Monday mm -hmm. to Friday, there's something new going up. And sometimes because of the posting frequency, it may just have been an inspirational message. And people don't need inspirational messages mm -hmm. right now. They mm -hmm. need helpful tips. And yeah. rather than just being some trite you know, cute little account out there, I've erred on the side of saying less than continuing yeah. to just pump something out there that may or may not be helpful. Because um, the, the reality is there's a very fine line between sunshine and rainbows and coming off sounding like doom and gloom and you're being condemned for not being in yeah. a better position. And yeah. it's... How, how do you bridge that? How do you make people, let people know that they are going to be okay? Because I truly believe that even the people whose businesses may not survive this, they themselves are going to survive. They're going to find yes. a way. They're going to use their resources that they have available. They may have to do something on a temporary scale, temporary time frame to get their feet back under them, but they're going to, you know, they're going to survive. And it is ultimately going to be okay. But it's hard to throw up an Instagram post that says, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Mm, exactly, because that could be bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, I love that you have your finger on the pulse. And 
That, that's one of the things you guys listening that drew me to Sandy. I met her, like she said, at the Women's Movement Collaborative. And that's one of the things that drew me to her, that she got it and understood. Money is a resource. It's important. And we all need to talk about it more. But it is still scary. And you're kind of like, maybe if I just ignore it, it'll be okay. Uh, so to have someone that speaks a language and, and understands and, and approaches it from a very realistic, but like she said, not like this super condescending position because i think we all have our money issues and there's a lot of shame if you don't you don't am i behind i don't have savings all this other stuff uh and then in swoops sandy and she's like here's why it's going to be okay here's the things here are the things that you can do to make it okay it may not be the same as it was before but ignoring things is also not the answer so kind of in that vein sandy if people right now are like i'm gonna survive I'm going to be okay, but like I realize that I need to change something. I need to start at least like looking at my money. Do you have any suggestions on just where do where do people start? The number one thing is that people have got to start saving. Even if you feel feel like you don't have enough to start saving, you you just do. And I'll backtrack a little bit and repeat some of my story that I mentioned a little bit on the first time I was on. Um, I've kind of been through it all. I've been through um, divorce and come out with a mountain of debt. I have worked mm-hmm. in unsuccessful businesses that I was a part owner in due to economic downturn. You know, back in what 2008. Um, wow. I've had situations where, as a grown ass adult, I had to borrow my car payment from a friend. You know, I've mm-hmm. been there, and. Wow. The main thing to know is that even if it's $2, set aside $2. (laughs) It sounds really dumb. And and I'm going to tell you, um, one of the things I implemented when I launched my first course was Profit First. And I started setting aside the 2% into profit. And Mm -hmm. when you have a product promo priced at about $99, and then the platform you're hosting it on takes their cut. And so you end up with about $88. Everyone oh, no. you sell, your 2% is like $1.76. And did I feel dumb putting $2 into savings? Yes, <laughs> I absolutely okay. did. But you know what? I did it anyway. And the thing that it does is it builds a habit, number one. Yes. And number two, it builds momentum. Because you start to see that grow and you start to develop this this thing where saving becomes more important to you than spending. And Mm -hmm. just having that motivation is all it takes is that little spark to get things going. So I went from being in a position of having that mountain of debt and having zero savings. It took me five years to get out of debt using Dave Ramsey's snowball method. And we can talk a little bit about that if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it took me another five years to get somewhere between three and six months of savings in the bank for an emergency fund. I think I'm close to I six months now. So but, many questions. Keep going. Um, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't have to take that long either. I know some of the younger people listening are going to be like, oh my God, that's a total of 10 years. I'm going to be, you know, 30 by then. <laughs> yeah. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the time passes anyway. You hear that exactly. all the time, no matter if you're going back to school for something or if you're trying to learn a skill, whatever. The time will pass anyway. But exactly. it doesn't have to take that long. The reason it took me that long is because I didn't quit living my life. I didn't quit spending Mm -hmm. money on stupid things. I just spent less Mm -hmm. money on stupid things so that I could put more money into savings. The thing I, I, you know, I I do really love Dave Ramsey. Um, Susie Orman is another name for people if they're not Dave Ramsey fans, because, you know, they seem to be polarizing. (laughs) Um, Dave Ramsey is, he calls it gazelle-like intensity and focus. He wants you to sell your car and drive around in a beater that you can pay cash for so that you don't have a car payment while you're getting Mm. your other debt paid off. I was not willing to go there, partly because (laughs) I'm a woman and we're always taught that you've got to be careful where you're driving and where you think you're going to break down and don't drive alone at night and, you know, all of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a reliable car and I'm willing to make a monthly payment for that. That's another thing. 
when you look up these these um, systems, whether it's my system, whether it's Dave Ramsey, whether it's Profit First, it's another case. You've heard this one before a thousand times too. Learn the rules so you can break them. Yeah. Start with their platform, figure out what it's about, take what you can use from it. There is no right or wrong. Okay, I, I did Dave, Ram Dave Ramsey's plan wrong and I still ended up out of debt and I still ended up with savings in the bank. I'm not really doing profit first right either, but I'm paying myself first and I'm getting money set aside in the bank. And where this all became important for me before this pandemic was last September. Here I am, someone who has worked out her entire life, tried to eat the right things, tried to do all the right things and literally made my health my hobby. And I ended up in the hospital for nine days with a gallbladder attack. Remember that? Yeah. So I remember that nine days. That was last September. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, I'm still. I'm trying to get my strength back, and and I've got like one of my four chin ups back, <laughs> and I'm trying to remind myself. Okay, it's only been like eight months, nine, whatever it is now. You know, eight months, nine months. It hasn't been that long. I need to be more patient with myself. But yeah. So nine days in the hospital plus another week after that before I could be released to return to work because I did end up having surgery. Um, and, you know, I am still employed at a firm. And so I had short-term disability through them, but there's a one-week waiting period before you can go on that. And then when you get that, that's only a percentage of your pay. If we hadn't had savings in the bank, I would have been screwed Dang. royally. So now that we're here nine months later and coronavirus has locked down everything. Again, I'm fortunate because I'm in the accounting field and we can work remotely. So I haven't really been impacted by it, but there's always that looming possibility where people aren't yeah. going to be able to pay their bills. And so if the, if people, clients can't pay mm. their bills, the firm isn't going to be able to pay me. You know, if, if my, products don't sell that I've got out there available for sale, then that's going to affect me. I, I need that savings to be my security blanket. So that's the main point that I want people to understand is to just start savings. Even if it's $5, you'll, you'll even if it's $2, you'll build a habit. <laughs> that's, this is you guys listening. This is no different than exercise, right? You don't tell someone like, all right, so it's day one, like, let's go on a marathon. Right. You just be like, all right, let's go walk for a minute because something is always more than nothing. doesn't matter if it's money or a different form of currency, exercise, your health, right? Something is always more than nothing. Just get started. And like, I love it. She hit the nail on the head. When you start to see results, whether it's that your waistline goes down or the number on the scale goes down or the number, or the number on the bar goes up or the number in your bank account goes up, or the number on that debt, whatever, goes down, it starts to give you that that excitement, that incentive to be like, oh, what else can I do? Can I do more? So just get that started. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of alluded to this, but is there a, a suggested amount that you'd recommend for people to have in savings? And should it be personal savings, business savings? Are there different... There, I mean, kind, kind of yes and no. It's one of those things where the lines get blurred. It depends. If you're a sole proprietor, you and your that means that you are your your only business member. You don't have a co-owner, and you're still filing your business taxes in your personal return. There is a line. You should have separate bank accounts. But I mean, come on, it's all your money. You're That's not splitting it with anybody. Whatever. So that's more of a case where, in my mind your business savings is your personal savings and, and vice gotcha. versa. Gotcha. Um, if you're in a partnership or, or an S corp or corporation, then there's more of a, a clear line with, you know, what is the business's money versus what is your personal money? You really should have savings at both levels. If you are in a partnership, I'll call it partnership or above, you're something other than a sole proprietor because you mm -hmm. want to protect your business. So mm -hmm. you could think of your business savings as being your own personal line of credit. That's actually how I think of my savings and, and my mm. husband. We basically, our, our savings we have is our personal line of credit. So 
there's so many roads, so many roads we could go down here. We don't put Christmas on credit cards and we don't put vacations on credit cards. You know, that's, that's us. But if something came up and we needed, you know, or something we wanted to buy, uh, my spin studio was going out of business Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to get a $2,000 spin bike for 800 bucks. I jumped on it using our savings as my line of credit. And then it was my responsibility to pay that back out of my earnings. So yeah, that's kind of how we run that. But anyway, back to your question, because I will get on off on several tangents. These are great tangents. I love them. I'm here for (laughs) Um, it. We're all here for it. So the the first step I I like, again, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a Dave Ramsey evangelist, but he suggests that you start by setting up a thousand dollar emergency fund as your goal, your first goal, first tiny goal, your baby step. He calls them baby steps. Your first baby step is getting a thousand dollars into savings for emergencies. So you want that money readily available. It's not something you want to try to get fancy with and put in the stock market or something like that. You want to be able to pull it out of the bank, like on the spot if you need it. But remember that this is for emergencies. Anything you can predict that has a date is not an emergency. Birthdays are not emergencies. Holidays where you buy gifts for people are not emergencies. The contact lenses you order every six to 12 months are not emergencies. Emergencies are the hot water tank goes out or your car breaks down, um, you know, stuff like that. It's not the car's routine maintenance. Oil changes are not an emergency. So that's the first piece yeah. is to okay. get that emergency. And the base, the premise for that is to get you off of credit cards. You don't want to be mm-hmm. getting further into debt while you're trying to get out of debt. Yeah. So, um, cut the, cut the credit cards up. I hate to say that people get real nervous about that. <laughs> but you, you've got to turn off, you've got to turn off the unnecessary credit spending basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in- entirely completely, and this is where I break Dave Ramsey's rules again, learn the rules and break them. He is a hundred percent cut up the credit cards and don't ever use them again. I'm all for people that use their credit cards wisely. If you can pay it off before the next bill comes or maybe 15 to 30 days after that, I just don't want to see you racking up. Your balance just keeps getting higher and higher and higher because you have these spending habits that you can't support with your cash flow, whether it's your business cash flow or your personal cash flow. So the, the way that I had to do it for myself was just to make the rule, again, for me personally, not to use credit cards. I went five years yeah. without putting anything on a credit card. Now I'm a lot more responsible. I have all of my expenses going to a credit card that I pay off as soon as it, the bill is due, if not before. Yeah. yeah. So this is why you don't yell at me. Good. Yes. Thank you. Right now I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause that's, you guys listening. That's what I do as well. I put everything on a credit card. Um, cause it gets really good points and mm-hmm. then I just pay it off. Sometimes I just do, I pay weekly. This depends. I, I, I use Profit First also, or so, you know, a bastardized version of it. Um, you guys listening? And then every, usually on Wednesdays, that's like my financial day, uh, I will go and move things around and then pay off the credit card, which for me has become such a fun thing to be like, and zero. Yes. And zero. <laughs> like I'm winning some game, some arbitrary game. Yeah. I'm like, I got points and now that's zero. Totally. Winning. So. Totally. Mine is connected how, to Amazon, so I get Amazon credits. So I'm like, oh, I'm um, buying this for free. I'm it's using good. Yeah, your it's money true. to buy this thing. That's fun. Right? It's like a really cool. I'm like, there's, when you get to that point where you're like, I can do this and be smart about it and be like responsible about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I, I like that. And I think we so all when go we're through, looking... sorry, I'm stepping on you. No, no, go ahead. Go, I, go, go. I think go. we all go through a point in our lives where, you know, and we get that first credit card and we're like, woohoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and I, I think yes. it is just a, a learning and a growing process. Um, I can tell you what, yeah. I do tax returns. I've done tax returns for how many years now? And the only people who have interest income, this is a gross generalization. The only Mm -hmm. people who have interest income and dividend income they're reporting on their tax returns are people of the greatest generation, as they call it. So in my case, that's my parents. A lot of people listening, it's either your grandparents or your great-grandparents. Back in the day before credit cards became available, 
you mm. walked around with cash and you only spent the cash that you had and you were really good. They, they were amazing at saving money and repairing things and, and whatnot. Um, and those are the people who have a lot of interest income that they are reporting on their tax return where everybody mm. under 50, yeah, you know, pennies. You, no you might get a, you, the bank doesn't even report it on a 1099 unless you make $10. <laughs> like, oh, nothing. <laughs> so how many, how many months would you, so you said the first goal would be a thousand bucks. And then I guess obviously it's gonna be dependent on what your business is. So you probably have to like know how much your business, you know, costs to run your business every month. But like how many months would you recommend that's shooting for as a goal to have in savings? I overall, as a final goal, I'd say at least six months. I mean, you can, there's no arbitrary. You can, people will mm -hmm. be happy with like a year and say, I, I yeah. don't think I will ever yeah. meet, reach that goal because I don't, you know, I, like I said, it took me so long because I still live my life and I still have fun yes. and I don't have gazelle like focus. Um, she has a motorcycle. You guys is pretty awesome. Yeah. Get you <laughs> an accountant that has a motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> Um, but the general rule of thumb is three to six months. You try to think okay. about what's going to take you out and how long is it going to take you out for, you know, um, if you, if you get a sickness that takes you down and you can't work, how long are you going to be late for? Or what we've all learned, if you get everything shut down due to a global pandemic, how long yeah. is that going to last? We're starting to see States open back up, but everybody's on a different schedule and we don't really know what's going to go on with this there you know every other day there's a different news story well we think we've got it under control oh but this could pop back mm. up again in september so this might be an annual thing from now on we don't know what's going on so exactly. i mean the, it's a terrible answer is the more the better but the general yeah. rule of thumb that you see if you start you know googling how much should i have in savings is going to be three to six months of expenses so that how that long could sense. you survive if you did not have money coming in Makes total sense. Can you keep going with that or elaborate on that? And what would you say is the, I don't know, best, easiest, I hate all those words, but what do you recommend for people to start tracking their monthly business expenses? There's, you know, you've got to find what works for you. A lot of sole proprietors are still on an Excel spreadsheet and that's fine. There's, you know, okay. if it's working for you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But a lot of times those same people get their spreadsheet together once a year just to get their taxes done. So mm -hmm. you really need to do it at least a couple times a month and take a look for three, at least three months. Pull your bank statements for three months and figure out exactly what you are spending, um, not only how much, but where. Where are you spending this money? Mm -hmm. And some, you know, sometimes you put those things on automatic withdrawal and you forget all yeah. about them until finally you look That's at true. a statement one day and you're like, I still have that membership. I haven't logged oh. into that thing in a year, you know, and maybe you don't need that anymore. Just um, as a totally random tangent, or maybe I, I will, maybe I'll segue this, but as it, if you guys listening to this have products, you have memberships. One of the things that I do in good faith is with all these products that you set up, you have the option to send your members a reminder every month before the payment comes out. Now I get it as a business owner, then you're like reminding them of this thing that maybe they don't want, but why do you want their money if they don't want your shit? <laughs> so I'm going to encourage you to be, you know, an upstanding business owner. And if you do have some sort of monthly recurring, like I have my mafia, it's monthly recurring, uh, it automatically sends out a payment, uh, an email and you can, you can set it. It could come out. It could be, you could email them seven days before it's set to draw. It could email them three days before it's set to draw. But just to, for me, I just feel like this is a nicer thing to do. So this way, this person isn't like, because I got dinged once because I did, I, I do a lot of annual subscriptions to things. It's easier, it's cheaper. And they didn't, it's, it was for Vimeo. You guys, you guys know I hate Vimeo. <laughs> for Vimeo. And they didn't tell me they were going to take it out again. And then they hit me again for another full year. And I was like, I don't even use your shitty service. Damn it. Now this is, this is exactly why I don't use you. <laughs> and then you just like have an angry customer. So like, if you guys have the option, if you're running a membership, like, 
remind people about about that. But my segue Absolutely. for this then will, will be you have products. Sandy, could you talk about them? Could you promote yourself? I have uh, on the Teachable platform, I have the course that I launched last, when did I launch that? December, I know, I January? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the forget it, right? <laughs> um, and that was Get Fiscally Fit with the Fit Money Coach. And it walks you through some basic bookkeeping. There's not a lot of tax information in that one, but it walks you through some basic bookkeeping concepts, um, how to actually track your expenses. And at the end, it even shows a, a little bit of a QuickBooks demo. Um, you know, there's QuickBooks, there's FreshBooks, there's Zero, there's a hundred online platforms out there for bookkeeping software these days. But QuickBooks is my go-to because it's the one that I've been, it's been around forever and it does a good job. I've never had it. I thought you were going to say Zero Books. I was like, <laughs> man, they're just running on this QuickBooks, FastBooks, Zero Books. Gotcha. So there's a bunch of things out there, but um, we will link that in the show notes uh, so that if you guys, it's still available. Yes, yes Andy? it's still available. All right. And then right, so we'll link I that have in the show notes. a webinar that's, that's on demand format because I didn't want to have to pick a time zone that would work for people yes. and then try to get out a recording. If you couldn't, I was trying to keep it very simple in all honesty for me, because I, like I am it. not, you know, I'm, I'm this money coach person. I'm not this internet guru and <laughs> all of this creative stuff. I do have a creative side and it is fun for me, but um, yeah, I get stuck a lot. So <laughs> um, that's fair. There's going to be this, this pre-recorded webinar that will be available on demand. And this one for right now, I'm calling it the cash flow webinar because I can't come up with a better name. So if you can think of works one for me. for me, that's fine. Um, but it is going to actually walk through, um, it, <laughs> I'm drawing All a blank. I'm not drawing a blank. I'm like, how do I want to say this? Um, people have heard us throw out the term profit first and people are aware mm -hmm. probably of the book profit first. And that is a method of handling your business finances the webinar that I'm going to teach is going to draw from that. I am not a certified profit first professional. So we need to state that right away. Cause again, I learn the rules and I break them. Exactly. So I'm not teaching yes. their method specifically and I'm not teaching Dave Ramsey's method specifically. He also has a coaching program and I am not one of his coaches. I'm, I'm basically teaching my bastardized version of the two of Love them it. as a hodgepodge. Um, and it, it will cover how to, start with your most recently filed tax return. And I give line references to both the 2018 and the 2019 returns, because I know some people haven't filed 2019 yet. Um, and it walks you through how to look at your tax return and perform the calculation to figure out how much you should set aside for taxes and what you have left over to pay yourself. And we're going to flip that and leave that not as left over to pay yourself, but you're going to pay yourself first. Um, mm. There's going to be there are templates so that all you have to do is plug in your information and it's going to do it for you. I'm trying to make this quick and easy so you're not going to be committed to trying to sit down for five hours and learn how to do this, but mm -hmm. also provide tools so that it's not overwhelming for you to watch it and then try to figure out how to do these things on your own. So there's going to be a template or more than one template, perhaps, and um, glossary of terms, because a lot of times I say things that I think people understand what I'm saying and I find out they don't. So yeah, like dividends, like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Nope, don't really know what that means. <laughs> so I'm including so, yeah. a glossary just in case I <laughs> gloss over something and you want to know what the heck is she talking about. But the, the whole reason I'm starting it from the perspective of the tax return is because the two most common questions I get are how do I know how much to set aside for taxes and how much should I pay myself? And so I, I didn't want people to have to be caught up on their bookkeeping in order to learn that because that's a stumbling block for most people. You went into business to run your business. You did not go into business to become the accountant for the business. And yet that's the position that most small business owners find themselves in. 
So that makes sense. Rather than having you have it as a requirement that you've got to have your bookkeeping caught up so you can learn how to do this, we're going to go it from the perspective of the tax return because it's a complete record of all of your income and expenses for the past year. This makes so much sense. You guys, I have not taken the cash flow webinar. We're going to come up with like an even more catchy name than that, <laughs> but I have not taken this webinar, but I'm going to recommend it hands down because I know how Sandy works and what she's helped me with. And I cannot express to you how much peace of mind it gives you when you're like, yes, I, I know for a fact that I will have enough money to, for me, that was a big issue. I will know, I know for a fact I will have enough to pay my taxes. No one's going to come after me for anything like that. And also I have enough to live and eat and now take care of Rupert and, and pay for, <laughs> for Peggy. Uh, and to have to put money aside for that profit, to put money aside in savings, right? It, it's a very clear system. And then when you have it being delivered by someone who gets it, this is kind of a no-brainer for you guys. I do have a question, though, Sandy. When you say pay yourself, does transferring money from one account to another account as pay yourself? Do you is there like I have to write myself a check? Like what does that mean? pay yourself as a sole proprietor with no one else to answer to for you know as a business you don't have any business partners it's it is basically just withdrawing money from the business people have a lot of questions around you know how much and how do you get out of the trap of well i pulled this out because i wanted to use this money for this but now the business is short because sally hasn't paid her invoice yet you know, and, and the timing of actually managing mm -hmm. the cash flow. Cash and cash flow is simply what's coming in and what's going out, flowing in, flowing out. Um, so yeah, paying yourself is simply just making your withdrawals from the business. Gotcha. Makes total sense. And you guys you see how easily she just explained that? Doesn't have to be scary. Right? We don't have to be like, oh, I'm just gonna ignore it because it's too it's too scary, too big to to deal with. I love it. I'm crossing off my list of things that I wanted you to go over. <laughs> In full disclosure, uh, I, I do have to give a warning. One of my most popular Instagram posts was one of my very first one, and it remains a favorite to my day. The one of the clown um, mm -hmm. talking about the, the fear face of money management. <laughs> and I did bring him back into this course because it just cracks me up in this really sadistic way to combine the fear of money and the fear of clowns. This is very real <laughs> on all fronts. So it's both very, very real. I, I promised someone that there would not be aggressive use of clowns in the, in the webinar. <laughs> But Noted. I, and I'm I'm cracking myself up right now. I actually cracked up when I was recording the first piece of it, and I ended up leaving it in. I was going to edit it out, and I ended Good. up leaving it in no. because it just I don't know. It makes me laugh, no. and I think maybe it'll make someone Good. else laugh because I Good. it's hard. This is a hard subject to try to bring humor to, and so okay. I try to inject that whenever I can and let you know that all of this stuff is not life and death. You know, God. no one ever died of an of an accounting emergency. But people think that. Yeah. I I love that you left that in there. So I just finished, you guys listening, I just finished reading this book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's like the cheesiest title that this man could have ever come up with. But, and the book just looks kind of cheesy. I'm not going to lie. I'll link it in the show notes. It will be an affiliate link because that's how I live my life. Uh, or an Amazon affiliate link. But I finished reading this book and he just made so many good points that to me also parallel just the nervous system, because that's essentially what he's talking about. But if we have this, this fear of money, if we have these bad feelings about money, if we have shame surrounding it, it all these you know, preconceived notions and ideas that are negative, we should not be surprised when we don't get more money, because that's a bad thing, right? We've said money's scary, money's bad. If you have money, then maybe you're evil or you're selfish, whatever, all of these negative things. So that then subconsciously moving forward, why would your nervous system, right? We'll take it to that level. Why would your nervous system allow more of this into your life? You've just told it, this is bad. This is negative. I don't want to deal with it. So don't be surprised if you have these, this mindset, this um, perception of things that you also don't have very much money. 
right? So with, I love that Sandy left that in there and the way she talks about things and just the way that she approaches everything because it, it, it takes away the scariness, the fear around money, which I think is super important if you want to make money or, or you want to have money and you want to keep your money, right? We have to view it in a good light. So I love that you left that in there, Sandy. You are wonderful. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. I just thought of something and then the train left the station without me again. Um, I can give you a moment. Oh, I think it was about the fear, the fear of doing things wrong. That's that's one of the fears. You know, there's the fear of not having enough, and then there's the fear of doing it wrong. And I just want mm -hmm. to make sure everybody knows that there is no right or wrong. There's only you Love that. and how you handle your stuff. And yeah, maybe you've made some bad decisions with money in the past. There's not a person on the planet who hasn't made a bad decision with money. I bet you, I bet you money that even Warren Buffett and Tony Robbins have made bad decisions with money that they would be happy to uh -huh. tell you about. Yeah. So don't uh, fear doing something wrong. Just learn how to, to do a, learn a system and then break the rules. That's it. Sandy's got a system for you. I'm keeping my eye on the time, so I'm going to wrap up soon. But um, people, because we're kind of talking about Corona and stuff, I don't have any idea about this, so that's actually why I'm talking to you about it. But these loans and such that are out now and people have applied for and maybe received, mm -hmm. do you have any, um, like, I don't know, resources, words of wisdom, anything that you want to deliver right now to help that kind of gray area out with people? That's a really tough one. And when the SBA first announced the PPP and the idle loans, I tried to get ahead of it and post stuff about it and quickly realized how much misinformation was out there. Mm. And rather that, and, and it's not, it's not anyone's fault that there was misinformation out there. There was so much information coming out and a lot of it was contradicting itself. And even the SBA has contradicted itself in what's forgivable, what's not forgivable. What are we going to do? What are we not mm -hmm. going to do? Who's going to get audited? Who's not going to get audited? That I, I just moved to a position of if someone asks me a question directly, I will try to help them, but I'm not going to be doing Instagram posts about it because I did not want to be another voice of, of misinformation out there. So at this Got point, um, the PPP loans, if you haven't already gotten and that's the payroll protection plan. It's, it's primarily meant for people who have employees that they are trying to continue to pay through this episode, um, but also does apply to sole proprietors and the amount of your net income would count as your payroll. If you have not already put in your application, right now they're only the SBA is only accepting applications from agricultural applicants oh. because they're trying to make sure that everybody gets some of the money. So at first it mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. everybody except sole proprietors could apply. And then there was a window for sole proprietors to apply. And now there's a window for agricultural types to apply. So um, that's, that's one of the programs. So that right now that window is temporarily closed until there's either more funding that comes along, or if you already were somewhere in the application process, then you'll still be considered. The idle grant was the one that everyone ran around saying, apply and you'll get a $10,000 grant for doing nothing and, and you don't have to pay it back. And uh -oh. there, there was actually, someone sent me a link to a CPA who does, who has a YouTube channel, who was going, walking you through how to apply and saying that if you applied, you'd get $10,000. And they asked me if it was legit. And, and I had to be honest and say, I hadn't seen anything presented that way that the, the loan application says, or grant application says up to $10,000. To me, that's very different than saying you're going to get $10,000. Yes. Um, and it, as it turned out, sole proprietors were entitled to get $1,000 of that, I believe. And I think it was $1,000 for yourself and $1,000 for each employee that you had on staff. So it was very different than what was being put out there. So there's a lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation, and it's changing daily. And there are still regulations coming out to explain the forgiveness process and whatnot. So unfortunately, I won't put myself out there as a great resource that you can contact to, to get this all figured out for you. If you have a specific question, I will try to help you. 
you guys, I'm going to give you a, a phrase that I learned from Sandy, which is listening around the edges. And what Sandy just did there is what I want you guys to do. I talk about all the time with business and niche the fuck down. So Sandy knows what she's good at. She knows her strengths. And she's like, I could try to help you, but this is not what she does. So she's like, I'm not going to like put myself out there and market me. I was like, I also do this and I know all this. No. She's like, I know this stuff. I'm a master with cash flow and bookkeeping. All right. So I'm going to make a course and help you guys out. If you have an issue with this other thing, go somewhere else. Like, I respect that so much, Sandy, and I love you for that. So thank you. Thank you. That's like, it's, it's like a really, really valuable lesson. I, I really, my, my, my biggest intent is to do no harm. And I, I would hate yeah. for someone to rely on something that I said on either a podcast or an Instagram post <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. and then have yeah. it not be correct in their situation. Uh, I, I 100% respect that. I'm going to back up just for a second because I realized that I got so excited I forgot to ask. The webinar that you're coming up with, um, wh- how can people find that? I will post a link um, through Instagram for sure okay. once it's up and available. Um, okay. I, I'm probably going to post a link on my website, which sounds logical. Why would Perfect. she say probably? That's yeah. so dumb. It's because mm-hmm. my website is a piece of garbage. And I made sure that I did not, you know, again, talking about those renewal reminders that, mm-hmm. hey, your, your annual membership is coming up. I, I canceled my Weebly uh, membership oh, so that it's you. not going to renew because I thank bought you. one of Lex Lancaster's awesome yes. templates and I'll be moving to Squarespace yes. and it's going to be a pretty beautiful website, but I can't, I'm not allowing myself to tinker with that until I get this webinar finalized and available. So at some point there will be a link on a brand new, pretty website. (laughs) I like it. So you guys listening, we'll get that to to you in the show notes because one of the beautiful things that happens when you run your own podcast is you get to choose when the episodes come out. So I'll make sure that we don't post this before that webinar comes out. This way you can have a direct link to that. Um, But you can also, and you should also follow Sandy on Instagram and that's fit money coach. There's no underscores or no periods or nothing like that. Just at fit money coach. And she puts all the things up there. Um, but also listens, right? It's not just straight up broadcasting. And so you'll have links uh, and be able to D- DM her and such. Uh, and I will also link, you guys know my girl Lex Lancaster. Uh, she helps me out with some of the graphics sometimes. She's my virtual assistant. She has launched Squarespace templates. Uh, you guys should have a website if you're having your own business. Uh, I personally use WordPress because I'm doing a lot of shit uh, with my website, but but if you're just starting, my recommendation is Squarespace. It's what I built my my website out on first, a few year, quite a few years ago. Um, and so Lex has put stuff together, put templates together to make it easier for you to really make it plug and play, uh, so that you can at least get a website up there. Because real talk, guys, your website doesn't matter. Okay, you just need to have something. People get so hung up and like, is it this in the right spot? Is this in the right spot? People just, when they Google you, they just want to know that you have a website. Every now and then someone will go digging around, but when you're just getting started, just have something. So Lex has uh, helped you with that process. So we will link uh, that in the show notes as well so you can check out what she's done. They are amazing. There you go. You got testimonial right there. (laughs) Testimonial. They are amazing. Uh, But let's circle it back to Sandy before we wrap it up. Um, And... Boom, boom. We went through all this. I'm just looking at my list real quick. Sometimes I do write stuff down just to make sure. Is there anything, I'll just ask you the final question then. Is there anything, Sandy, that we haven't gone over that you would like to share? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to leave the people with a quote that hit my inbox today. And I imagine it hit every one of your listeners' inboxes too, because we all follow the same stuff. It's from James Clear. I quoted him the last time I was on here too. I knew it. I love him. He says, if you have good habits, time becomes your ally. All you need is patience. And it's so applicable to being patient and setting aside whatever amount you can in savings, regardless if you think it's a stupid amount of money, if it's $2 off of something that came into your inbox, you know, if you think it's too small, save it anyway. 
the time will pass anyway, and you'll get into the habit, first of all, of saving, and then you'll you'll pick up momentum and it will become a game for you. How much can I save? Ooh, you know what? I'm not going to buy that thing because I can save that money. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You guys listening to this, hopefully you love it as well. Just so much information i was thinking about what adjective but just so much dope that's that's the that's always the right adjective so much dope information so sandy thank you if they want to find you contact you i know i dropped it before but let's you can never say it too much right once is once is never if they want to find you contact you how can they do that the easiest way for most people is going to be through instagram just shoot me a dm um i you can also email me at sandy s-a-n-d-i at fitmoneycoach.com Boom. Look at you securing that whatever it's called when you have your brand at domain. the Guess domain. Guess what else like, I didn't renew? That? I didn't renew the 15 other domains I bought up at the same time when I was afraid people were going to take .net, .co, .edu. <laughs> that's the way to do it, though. You guys listen, if you're starting a business, that's it. You got a name? Because it's actually relatively cheap to do it, so just buy them. Get them. If, you haven't, if you're thinking about you know, starting an Instagram account, just take the, the name. Just do it. And then you just don't renew it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to wrap us up then. Sandy, thank you so much for yet another dope episode. Like this is something that's, I believe, is quite frankly, it's an evergreen episode. So yeah, we, I brought her on, but you on, you know, because it's relevant to, to Rona and such. But this is content and information that is, will always be applicable. So Thank you for that. Remember, you guys, all the links, all the information, all the resources will be in the show notes. If you're using a, I don't know what it's called, a service, I don't know, that a platform that doesn't let you see the show notes for whatever reason, just go to my website, uh, themovementmaster.com, and you'll be able to see, I have a little thing that says podcast, go to there and you'll be able to see all the show notes. This way you have access to all the information, all the links, all the things, and you can connect with this phenomenal woman and help your business out all right all right thank you again sandy this was awesome thank you so much you're so welcome you guys listening thank you i know you could have been doing anything maybe not anything because no no but you could have been doing a lot of things and you chose to listen to us and for that we are both endlessly endlessly grateful once again i'm not going to ask for any subscriptions i'm not going to ask for any likes if you liked or loved this episode Please share it with someone who you think it could help. Right? If you liked it, if you loved it, share it. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Sandy and Maestro, 